be a part, be in the atmosphere of where the Holy Spirit is operating and moving a church, the place that he's de designated for us to come, for us to be a part, be in, for us to enjoy the presence and the fellowship of one another. He's wonderful. He leaves out nothing at all in our lives. But today I want to speak to you about how God will provide for you. And specifically, I want to use the Old Testament pattern of how God dealt with the children of Israel. And there are three ways that God provided for them and that he will still provide for you today in this time in your life. As I speak to you, if you will open your heart today and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you and let the seed of what God's saying be watered in your life because he has something for you. He has a place he wants to take you. So there's really a lot more places uh, where God provides, but these are the three that I felt like that he spoke to me. And the first way God provides in our life is by the hand of man. So I'm going to take this, and you can write it down and look it up later. I'm going to mention some scriptures, but because of lack of time going in and reading it all, uh, you can do it at home and check me out. So in Genesis chapter 45, we're told of the story of Joseph and his brothers. Now his family was in a foreign land, and they were in a time of famine in that land. And so they came to Joseph. They didn't know it was Joseph. God's so good, isn't he good <laughs> at that time? But Joseph spoke to them when they came to him, and he, he said to them, don't be afraid. He said, because God has sent me before you into this land so that I could with my own hands take care of you and give you food in your famine. And he said to them, I'm going to feed you with my own hand those brothers that had done him wrong. He was still able because when you know God in your life, not just know about him, but have a relationship with him. When you know how real he is, things in your life can so change. So he said, I'm going to feed you with my own hand. So the first way that God uh, provides for us is through his, the hand of man. And I just want to say you can't always be fussy who God uses in your life. Because we just never know who God's going to use. He can use anybody, any place, any time to provide something for you if you have need of it and you're his child. And I believe that's why Luke, if you'd put that up, uh, chapter 6, verse 38, is so powerful for our lives. And it says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And it, if you notice, it says, the first thing to do is you are to give. He said, you give, and it will be given back to you. And then it says, go on to say that man will give back to you. So you give, there's a requirement for you to give, and then it will be given back to you. So there are many ways that God can provide for us and bring things into our life. I want to share a little story with you this morning that um, I think you'll appreciate. You may have heard it's an old one, but... It came to my remembrance when I was studying this. And 
there was a widow woman, and she didn't have much, and she was elderly, and she lived in her home, and she didn't have anything in that house to eat but peanut butter and jelly. So she started praying, Oh God, I'm hungry. Would you please send me a loaf of bread? So she started praying loud, and she kept getting louder in her prayers, and then she got really loud, and she was yelling, Oh God, send me a loaf of bread. So she kept praying, and then her neighbor, through her open window, heard her crying out to God. Well, her neighbor just so happens he was an atheist. And he didn't believe in God, and he got tired of hearing her pray to a God he didn't believe in, and he didn't think was real, so he decided to climb up on the roof, take a loaf of bread, and drop it down through her chimney. Well, when the bread fell down, she started shouting, Hallelujah! God, thank you. You've given me a loaf of bread. You've, you've enabled me to have this food. God, I can't thank you. And she just started praising louder and louder. He got upset. Now, you know, so he goes over and he says, I'm going to rain on her parade. Yeah. So he knocks, he knocks on the door and, and he said, you know, what are you praising about? She said, God just gave me a loaf of bread. I've been praying. He said, lady, God didn't give you that bread. I gave it to you. I got up on the roof. I dropped it down through the chimney. He had nothing. God had nothing to do with that. Well, then she really went to praising. She started praising God even louder and louder. And he said, hey, I don't understand you. What's the matter with you? And she said, God gave me a loaf of bread and he used the devil to do it. I'm telling you, God's got a way. He can answer. He can provide. Remember, through anything, he can provide through anybody. I mean, God is just, he's wonderful. And the point here I'd just like to make is that God is the source to it all. God used that man. God will use men to give unto your bosom. He, he'll just do it. He will use anybody, like I said. So he wants them and all of us to know that he is our source. When they went to Joseph looking for hunger, looking for food because they were hungry in their time of famine, God provided that. God provided food for Joseph through Pharaoh, and God provided food to his family through his hands. So God already knew in advance. He had already set Joseph out beforehand, not knowing where he was going. God, I don't know if any of you have ever been in a place that things have happened to you and you have no idea how things are going to be taken care of. You don't know what you're going to do. And all of a sudden, what you've been doing, the supply has been cut off. Now, what are you going to do? What are you going to do now that your job's been taken away? What are you going to do now that what you've done and trusted in for 70 years? Because that's how long Joseph had fed his family and the, the children of Israel right there. He fed them. And all of a sudden, after 70 years, the Pharaoh that knew Joseph and knew his God had died. And now a new Pharaoh arose. Now things were going to be different. He didn't know Joseph, and he didn't know his God. And he cut off their food supply. So when we look at things and things get cut off in our lives and we think, where are we going? How, how are we going to handle this? 
Because as for me, just as a, a situation, we had a business years ago. The economy totally changed. Everything we thought we were diversified in, everything we thought that we could go if this happened or that happened or something else happened, but everything was cut off to no fault of our own. It was just stopped. And there we were. We had to make a choice. There was a time, too, when my husband wanted to quit a job and go into another job. And for some reason, my security was in that job. I didn't want him to quit that job. But yet, God making changes. God does things in our life to bring certain things to an end. So the first thing that God uses here for the children of Israel was the hand of man. And now that was cut off, that was severed, all that they had been used to for 70 years. Now they were going to have to look to their source. They were going to have to look to the hand of God. And that's the second hand that God uses. Because he wants us to quit looking to man as our source. He wants us to quit looking to our jobs. He wants us to quit looking to things that we depend on someone other than him. And we do that thinking that it's right. But even in our jobs, if we would look to him as our source and have that peace that you spoke of today, believe in miracles like they sang. Expect the Holy Spirit to be a part of your life. We can walk easier, but the thing is we depend upon ourselves. We depend upon other men. So for after 70 years, after they had provided, that, that been provided for by man, now all their food was cut off. Everything had changed. God severed it. Severed it. He, he broke the link. And now they were going to have to believe God for their resources. So in Exodus chapter 16, verse 4, it says that manna rained down from heaven to feed them. All of a sudden, their whole life had changed. God rained down manna, and he rained down enough for one day at a time. And if you had two people in your family, then God supplied enough manna for that home. If there was four, God supplied enough manna for that home. If six and so forth, God supplied just exactly what they needed. He took care of them. He, he kept them warm. He, he secured them. They had the food. They had everything that they needed. And they looked because they had to. Because when that cloud moved, it wasn't, you know, I think it's funny. It wasn't that they were so spiritual, you know, uh, with God that they knew exactly when to move. But they knew if they didn't move, they wouldn't have the food that they were wanting. <laughs> But God was trying to teach them how to depend on them, not your job and not people, but that God through it all is your source. Just like he made the devil provide the bread, God can do it. He will break off or remove your dependency on someone or something. He'll just do it. He's not interested in our independence. He's interested in our depending 
upon him. And he will use different ways and different means to transition you into where he wants you to be. One of the things uh, that God was teaching me as I learned how to look to him for miracles was that he was showing me one day how I was leaning. And I saw myself like this. And I saw myself leaning on my husband. And God spoke to me and he said to me, your husband is not your source and his job is not your security. I am. Now by that he was not putting down my husband, but he wants each one of us to make him our source not somebody else. My dependency was to be on God. And God knew if I was going to step out and do the things that he required of me and was asking of me to do, I had to make him my source and my supply, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. And it meant that I was not going to be able to depend on someone or something to do that. And, you know, as a woman, we all have, we have our little nest, we have our house and things like that. And it's important to us to secure that. So to make a change or to have something drastic enough to happen to think that you're going to lose your home can put a fear in you. And you have to make a decision. Am I going to fear or am I going to trust in God for what I'm about to face? God knows he knows our life, and I'm sure, I mean, I know so many of you, and I know so many of you have been some, through some really hard things in your life, really hard things, and you've had to make choices in your life to say, am I going to trust God, or am I just going to throw my hands up and quit? Am I going to say God has let me down, or am I going to look at this, has God got something better ahead for me? Has this door shut in my life and now he's opening a better door before me? I can stand and look back at the door that he shut. Or I can turn around and say, God is with me and I'm going to go through this door. I'm going to accomplish what he's called me to accomplish. We made decisions when everything was going downhill for us in our business and possibly lose our home. And we talked to each other and we said, he said to me, is this going to hurt your faith if God doesn't do what you want him to do or do it the way you think he should do it? And honestly, I had to think just a minute, will it hurt my faith? To be honest, if we look at things, you know, and, and evaluate them and, you know, how you feel about things. And I said to him, I made up my mind, I said, no. It won't hurt my faith because if he never does anything else for me than what he's already done, he doesn't owe me anything. And all I know is I love him and I love him for what he's done. And he's done a great miracle in my life. He's took me from death to life. He's shown me and delivered me and he's loved me. He loved me. God loved me so much that he let his only son die for me. So why would I not love him if he didn't do everything I wanted him to do? What kind of love is that? That's just a surface love. That's not a real love at all. So I, we had to make a decision and make a choice in our life. 
Were we going to believe God? And you know, after 70 years and something is cut off from your life that, that you have so depended on and all these emotions and things come in your life. And like I said, that door's been shut. And yet not knowing that God was opening a door for us that was beyond anything we ever dreamed of. He opened a door for us that he said, you can stand and look at what was or you can turn around and go to what will be. The choice is yours. Many of you, things have been cut off in your life, but God's allowed them because he's transitioning you. He's taking you someplace. You're not going to stay in the same place. We all like our comfort zone. We don't want anything to change. We want to stay right where we are. We're okay. We may not have too much, but we weigh it out rather than to do any great change. And I might have to suffer a little bit. I'll just stay right here. But God is opening doors for some of you today. I can see it. And the choice is going to have to be yours. So God wants to take you from the hand of man to the hand of God. It's believing him for supernatural blessings. Things that you never thought were possible. And with us, what happened was, all of a sudden, God moved in a place in our life that changed our whole life. It changed the dynamics of the way we live. It changed the dynamics of the way that we looked at things. It changed the dynamics of our finances. It changed the dynamics of how we looked at God and how an understanding came into our life that, wow, if we'll hear him, if we'll honor him, if we'll put him first, if we'll allow him to do in us what he wants to do, it can change our whole lives completely. So what we did was we began to trust God. And what we could not make happen before, no matter how hard we tried to make it happen, we could not do it. And one day we get a phone call because this source, we were in Florida building, helping to build them all. And when this source was cut off, all everything is like, oh, Lord, have mercy. God. And we came back and we were working there out of the house and all of a sudden, that day, a phone call comes out of the blue. We were trusting God. God, you led him to take the step out of this business and to step into something brand new that we felt both felt you were leading, that we both agreed on. We decided that no matter what happened, we would never say you didn't lead us. Never, ever say that. And so God opened a door. That phone call came. He said, the one that was here that was stopping you has now been removed, and I'm in the place. It's yours. The job's yours. Which changed. It opened doors, and that was one change, and the next change came. It was like supernatural blessing broke out for us. The hand of God was so strong. And listen, he's no respecter of persons. What he's done for me, he'll do for you. He doesn't love any one of us any more than he loves the other. He loves us all just the same. He loves us all just the same. So he wants you to depend upon him. And he'll remove that dependency. But if he does, he's got a place for you to go that is beautiful. You know, we, 
sometimes we think we know it all. I don't know if there's anybody else here, but you don't say that. I think I know it all, but you act like you think you know it all. I mean, we all do. Like, you know, you don't have to tell me I understand. You know, I, I know all this. But, but through it all, that that seemed so hard at one time now became such a blessing. When one thing is broke off, sometimes it hurts. I mean, we hate to say that, but what we wanted and what we liked was with that or with there or wherever. But God said, I'm severing it. There's a transition that I want you to, to, to make in your life. And if you will trust him, just trust him in this transition and not fuss at him, not yell at him, not get mad at him, but say, God, your hand is on this because I'm your child and you'll provide for me. You'll make a way for me where there seems to be no way or a way we don't want to go. You ever been going someplace you didn't want to go? I have. Just, and sometimes I just start fussing. And I shared this morning, you know, just an incident that came to my mind. You know, they just started making everybody use seatbelts. I was riding down the road, and I thought, I want to wear that seatbelt. It hurts my neck. It scrapes my neck. It messes my clothes up. It's uncomfortable. I don't, I feel too tight in the seat. I don't like it. And all of a sudden, this voice spoke to me. And he said, you don't like to be restrained, do you, Joyce? I said, no, sir, I don't. But there's times in our life that he brings us in a place that restrains us from doing what we want to do. But there is a reason that he brings you into that place to restrain you. But you felt, I felt free the other way. I don't like this. And so God will take and he will use different things. And just set those little words. What a lesson I learned out of that. One word from God can change your life. And I've learned you can't lie when he speaks to you either. <laughs> There's something about a truth serum that just comes up and you admit it all. But God was doing things in my life in big ways and in little ways. And he'll do things in your life if you just have the mindset that I don't understand this, I don't necessarily like it, but help me to listen. Help me to obey you. Help me to be open to you and to what you're saying. You love me, you'll always provide for me because I'm your daughter. And not only that, he said he would be a husband to the widows. So I know he's a good one, Marilena. Because a lot of times, God, I won't get on that ladder. You have to do it. But he makes a way for me. He always does. But he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. He'll always be there for you. So whatever you're facing right now, if you're facing my job comes to an end here shortly, um, you know, facing this problem in my relationship or in my finances like Pastor Garrett was praying for us this morning, 
That's why I said, don't forget our benefits. All that he's done. So he'll provide for you through the hand of man. He'll provide for you through his hand. And let me tell you, when he's ready to bring your life into a place of transition, he can turn your life around. He can rock your boat when he breaks that link from what you've been depending on and what you've been counting on and where you thought it was going to take you someplace. But God had a different idea about that. You know, he knows where he's going to take us. And that's what I love about him. And you know, if you can hear any wisdom from an older person that's seen a lot, been through a lot, witnessed a lot, been through ups and downs and good places and bad places, and just listen and to apply some of the truths that I'm saying to you today, it can make your journey a lot easier. If you, if you can look at your life that God is your provider, you're going to be fine. He will make a way for you. Like I said, not always maybe the way you want, but he knows what's best for you. He knew what was best for me. And not only that, he knew what was in me that needed to come out. I didn't fool anybody. You don't fool anybody. God knows exactly who we are. And he knows exactly what's in us. The good, the bad, and the ugly. He knows. But the third way God will provide for you is through your own hand. He's so, so good. Because in Joshua 5, verse 12, it said, the manna ceased. He fed them with the bread of heaven for 40 years. 70 years they were fed by the hand of man. 40 years they were fed by the hand of God. And now God said, Things are about to change. All of a sudden, can you imagine where they were so used to just going out and picking their bread up even though they complained about it? You know, I'm sick of this same old, same old every day. I've said that. You ever said, I'm tired of the same old, same old every day. Get up, get a cup of coffee, go to work. You know, when you should thank God for your cup of coffee. That you can go to work, that you've got a job. Ah, same old, same old every day. I mean, they should have been thankful that they could walk out and pick their manna up and have enough for all day. Don't have to worry about tomorrow. Don't have to worry about getting up and going to work, get their bread for the next day. And you know what? He's still that way today. That God, one day at a time, that you would give me my daily bread one day at a time he he said pray this prayer our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give me this day my daily bread and forgive me my sins as I forgive those that trespass against me God wanted us to know how to pray and wanted us to depend upon him for each day. I hope 
I've learned something down through the years. I hope there's something that God has instilled in me, some wisdom. Because freely I've received and freely I give. All that he's given to me, that he would put me in, give me a platform that I give back to you. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over will men give unto your bosom. You give, and you'll get it back. Not that that's why you do it, but that's just God's way, his way of doing things. So here they were, 40 years. God's not, they're saying, is God not with us anymore? What have we done? And God says, I'm changing you. I'm I am repositioning you. I'm ready to bless you again. And like I said, he said, I know you like everything the same. You would have never left that job or that place that you were dependent on. He said, I know what I'm doing with your life. Those are very things. It was like it was speaking to me. I know what I'm doing with your life. Trust me. Honor me with your life. Put me first. And I'll lead you in every single area of your life. The manna ceased. A door shut. And now they had to turn around and walk forward. Sometimes things were forced to do things. Anybody ever been forced to make a change? You don't want to make a change, but you're forced to make the change because something shut down, and, you know, it's, it's over. And I think about his job. He worked for GM for 20-something years, and you think, oh, that job will never go away. I mean, it's, here it is. They make cars. We're always going to need cars. Well, we stepped out. The, he shut, you know, he quit the job. He moved out into the area. We both felt he was supposed to. Wasn't long after that, I don't know if you all know GM Norwood. It's not there anymore. But see, God knows what's ahead. We don't. He knows our future. He absolutely does. In Deuteronomy 11, verse 9 through 12, God says in this, if you'll put that up, so that you may live long in the land that the Lord swore to your forefathers to give to them and to their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. The land you are entering to take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you've come, where you planted your seed and irrigated it by foot as in a vegetable garden. But the land you are crossing, but the land you are crossing the Jordan to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from heaven. It is a land the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are continually on it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. He wanted to take them someplace that their heart was actually longing for. He wanted to take them to a land flowing with milk and honey a good place, a rich place that he wanted to take them. And he said, you'll no longer uh, be used by the foot. In other words, I thought, what is that? What do you mean use the foot? You know, But they had to actually, it was called, it was a foot pump. They had to pump this water that was irrigation from the Nile River 
to, and they could just barely get enough water out to water their plants to be able to survive. Listen, God wants you to go on beyond scraping through and scratching for a living. I believe that. He wants to take you into a place that the rain from heaven will water, where he will take care of you. And that doesn't mean you sit down and don't do anything. It simply means that he's saying, you get out there, you put your hand on, bless the works of your hand. This is the hand I'm going to provide. And not only provide for you, but provide for others. He said, put me first. He said, I'm going to take you to this land, so don't be looking back. I've got better things for you that lie ahead. So he said, it's a, I'm going to position you. We're going to make a transition from where you just, I mean, we said, well, you know, why, why can't we just sit back and let God? But that's not what he wants. He wants us. He wants to blessing to others. We are the temple of God, and so we are made, and our church is, that's exactly, I feel like, where we are and what he's trying to do. It, you know, we went through times of miracles, 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 and the power of God just doing quick miracles in people's lives, and hallelujah. He did miracles in my life, and I'm not saying, by any means. I mean, he still uses the hand of man. He's the hand of God. He still uses miracles. But he wants to take you to a place that will, you will flourish, a, a place that you'll be fulfilled, a place that you'll be happy. And that's what Pastor Gare's preaching on. He wants us to take what we have, the, the glory of God, and, and go out and spread that, that others will be thankful for the gift that God has given to you. So when the manna ceased, that meant you're going to be required to do something. You're going to be required. He wants to involve you in what he's doing. Up to this point, you've leaned on the hand of man and the hand of God, which you still, he's going to use both. But he said, now I'm ready to use your hand. I want to use your hand. I, I want to bless the gifts that I've given to you. I want to... You, your ability I want to use. I want to use your skills. I want you to begin to excel in the things that I've equipped you to do. Your gift will make room for you. There's gifts in you, and you don't have to push to get them. You don't have to get mad at people. Your gift will make room for you. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to push for it. Who would have ever dreamed back 30 years ago that there was anything in me that could have ever started a church? If they would have said, yeah, you know, if he would have said, yeah, you're going to start, I don't know one thing about that. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't even know how to do that. He said, but... He was going to use me for such a thing. Now, he didn't tell me because if he'd told me, I would have probably run. But how God does it, he just kind of slips you in this place and, and all of a sudden you have a desire for this and for that. And I know you're experiencing that right now. Fresh ideas, new ways to do things. And, oh, this, oh God, that'll be so good. I had no idea the ability that was within me. And to start a school, 
Lord have mercy. I graduated an average student. I didn't get any D's or F's, so I got in trouble. But I did get C's. And my push in school was not education. I hate to tell that. But I was a majorette. I was in B club, pep club. Anything that yelled, screamed, and hollered, I did it. <laughs> it was just my personality. But, you know, I was telling my daughter the other day, God used my personality for what he wanted for that time. He's using your personality. He uses my daughter's personality. He uses all of those. He uses your personality to accomplish what he wants to be done through you at the time. He wants you to find your purpose. And trust me, there's things in you that you have no idea that are in you. So don't ever sit back and say, I'll never amount to anything. You know, I've had people tell me that. There's nothing good in me. I mean, you know, yada, yada. I said, don't ever say that. There are people, I think about Billy Graham who just passed away and how that he was a young boy and his parents had uh, a meeting there at the house and they began to pray for God to send an evangelist out to the world to spread the word of God. And who knew that his six-year-old son was the very one that God had selected? How do you know you're not raising a child for the kingdom of God, Miss Jody, and different ones that God's going to use in the days ahead? You don't know who's going to happen to. You know, I look at Christian, I look at Caleb, I look at all these young people that God has been raising up and that he's going to use that their job was to raise those children up in the way that they should go. So we have a responsibility to do that. So whatever that it is, that God is in you, God made room for me. In a place that nobody says, you're, you're not going to do that. That, that's, you know, you're not going to preach. You're a woman. But God said, you're going to preach. And I've made a way for you. He'll make a way for you. Whatever that calling is, preaching, worshiping, singing, dancing for God, whatever it is. He'll make a way for you. President, vice president, teacher, nurse, doctor, mother. Dad, but rest in what he's called you to do. Let him live through you. You have a purpose in the kingdom. You have skill sets in you. Some of you have, you know, you can play an instrument, you can sing. I can't do that. But he used my, do you say, mm-mm? <laughs> but he uses my personality for what he's called me to do in the kingdom. So I just want you to think about that today. That there's going to come a time in your life that some of you that are younger are going to say, wow, I wanted to do this, but I didn't know God was going to take me this way. I had my own ideas of how it was going to go and when I was going to go and how it was going to be done. 
But sometimes the desires in our heart, God puts there. But then we add our own little mm to it. Like, yeah, it's going to be this way, going to be that way. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. I can tell you it's probably not going to happen the way you think it's going to happen. It's going to happen the way God. Because he knows, again, what's in you, what's there. And he knows what needs to be changed. And he'll position you. I promise you, your gift will make room for you. If he can do it for me, I feel like he can do it for anybody. Anybody, anywhere, anytime. Freely you've received. And when these blessings in the land that flows, you're to flow and go out of here and the blessings and the giftings that's in you are to flow through you to change the lives of people. What a blessing. So now freely you've received and freely you're to give. Give and it will be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, men will give to your bosom. But the key is you give, and it'll be given to you. God's got ways to provide wherever we are, whatever place we are in, in our life, where we're thinking, oh, I never thought of any other way but by the hand of man. Oh, well, you mean there's another way besides the hand of God? You mean he wants to use this hand? Because he said he cut off the manna. He cut off the miracle. He said, I'm going to take you into a land that's flowing. You've been in a strange land. But now we're going into a a land that flows with milk and honey. I'm going to bless it. I'm going to care for it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So when you understand the workings of God to a degree, because even, i got to tell you this real quick, even when the manna fell, the people looked at it and said, what is this? They were looking and said, what is this that's on the ground? And Moses said, it's bread from heaven. Sometimes you don't know what it is God's going to do. And I thought about that when I read that. I thought, well, that's me many times. Like, what is this, God? What are you doing here? But how God can speak to you in the littlest ways in the Word. Because just seeing that, what is it? As they were looking on the ground. God, He loves you. You're His people, and He's going to provide for you, whether it's right now you're depending on man. But, you know, don't be surprised if all of a sudden you're in a place saying, God, help me, like that woman. I'm hungry. I need a loaf of bread. Put this peanut butter and jelly on. God God has a way. So I love you all today, and... And just such a privilege, Pastor Garrett, to stand up here and to be able to speak your heart and things you've experienced in your life to a people that's hungry, to a people that wants to grow. You wouldn't be here today if you didn't love God and want to do what's right and want want the wisdom of God. If any of you lacks for wisdom, what's he say to do? Ask. And he'll freely give it to you. He loves you. So don't be afraid to go to him. I mean, I've talked to him sometimes, and, and later in life I thought, gee, God, I'm sorry, that must have really sounded dumb. <laughs> but you know, he knows us as children, and he knows where we are. So let him love you today, and wherever you are, out on the water, you know, Pam, and he leads you into the deep where you can dance. You dance out to the deep. 
you want to keep moving forward. Let him take you by your hand. What you're facing now won't always be there. Things change, and he'll take you from one plateau to the next, but you'll always be moving higher in Jesus' name. So today, is there anyone? To, I offered this morning, but I really didn't give anybody time to come up. But if there's anyone here today that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, we want to give you that opportunity. Because when those times come in your life, your life will so completely change. The best decision I ever made in my life was to give him my life. He took me into places I never dreamed were possible to go or that I could ever accomplish. And he'll do that for you. He'll take you into wonderful places. He's let me go places that I dreamed about going. I even said to him one day, if, if, if it's possible, I'd really like to go to Hawaii. This was many, many, many moons ago. And I said, because I bet it's just like the Garden of Eden. To me, in my mind. And I let it go, never thought another thing about it. In one year, I was sitting on the island. Totally unexpected, but how God made a way. And he loves me, and he loves you, and I love him. And I don't care who knows it. I love him with all my heart. So I pray today for you. So if you don't know him, I would like to give you that opportunity. Is there anyone? Hey, don't be ashamed. Jump up and run. <laughs> because there's opportunities that come. There's opportunities pass by us every day. Whether we reach out and take hold of them is up to us. Okay, then I want to pray for you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, you said freely you receive, freely give. God, I just reach out. I speak blessing over your people. God, just bless them as they go through their journey, wherever they are, being fed by the hand of man, hand of God, or using, you're using their own hands. However, God, I ask you to bless them, Father, in the name of Jesus, that as they go out from this land and in this land flowing with milk and honey, that because of what you've done in them, many will give thanksgiving because of what they've seen in your life and how that, that blessing is touching their life and their children and their children's children. God, in Jesus' name, bless this, your people, in every way, spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, and financially. In the name of Jesus, receive that blessing. Amen. And God bless you today.